Happy Friday, Fresco babies. How are we doing today? Uh, for some reason, I feel depressed. That's my mental checkup. It is a rainy, gloomy day. That might be part of it. However, I do not know. I've been putting off doing this intro for probably 40 minutes, thinking somehow I'm gonna, it's going to magically do itself, and it's just not. Uh, we have a good episode this week. Uh, we have Wanna Be back in the studio again. Very exciting time. He's moving soon. We, why do I say he's back at the studio again? We did this, we did this on the internet like we do it every week. Literally nothing has changed. Uh, very serendipitous episode this week. Very fun. Um, yeah, I hope you're having a great time. The world is opening back up and people are ready for it. It's about to be a crazy summer. I know Chet Hanks said it's going to be a white boy summer. Who knows what that means? He is uncultured swine, but a little lovable. I mean, come on. He's a little, little bit lovable. Uh, maybe it's just the Tom Hanks side of him. Anyway, it's about to be a crazy summer. I hope everyone is prepared to get wet and wild. Uh, you're going to get dirty. You're going to get in the mud in and that's a metaphor. Maybe you will get in the mud, like some dirty truffle pig. But I, <laughs> what is this? Um, it's about to be a wild summer. I hope you're ready for it. This week we talk about Medusa. We talk about uh, birds. There's a lot of bird talk. And that actually comes out at the end. Oh, we also talk about the movie Big Fish, uh, which is my soul in a movie. If you need a recommendation for something to watch this weekend, it's on HBO Max. It's called Big Fish. Came out in the early 2000s, directed by Tim Burton. Great film, wonderful film, my soul in a film. Anyways, I'm about to run out of time um, in this, you know, this intro that I that I set the time at every week. I always say I'm running out of time. It's just a bit. And uh, But I hope you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy this week's episode of Fresco Savage, live from the interdimensional bedroom. Aha! week man dude i'm actually having a fantastic week uh, should we fantastic get fantastic week i'm excited to hear about it yeah uh started a new routine i don't know if it's uh just something i'm gonna do for a week and then forget about hopefully not i started last week actually like wednesday um just a second i nope we're gonna put it back on i'm just dusting the game little inside baseball there we go um I started going for walks in the morning. Like I wake up, I drink 32 ounces of water. Nice. I go for like, it's like a three mile loop. I do come home, drink another 32 ounces of water and then a cold shower. Oh my God. Uh, and it's nice, dude. I kind of feel like buzz afterwards. Yeah, I bet. My body's like, give me that. Yeah. That's great. Um, are, are you doing cold shower the whole time? You're going warm, too cold. How cold are we talking? Uh, I'm not going full cold. I'm mm. doing whole shower, no warmth, but not like not full cold. I would say it's probably 60% cold. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. like there's not a lot of there's 
maybe a little lukewarmness in there just to take the edge off, but I'd like to get it just to like, let's just turn it on and go baby. But I'm doing it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, dude. You know, I love the cold showers. I've had periods in my life where I've hopped right into the freezing cold, typically during the summer. And that will give you what is comparable to a nicotine buzz. Yeah, I'll do that anyway in the summer, just if it's hot. Mm, it just mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right to me to take a hot shower in the summer. That mm. just doesn't feel good. Got gotcha. you. Um, I have not done a I have not done a cold shower in the winter yet. I think that's an extra level of brazen that I do not uh, contain. Yeah, I I've been able to do that periodically in the winters. It does suck, but the one benefit is when you get out of that shower in the winter, you're warm. Yeah, yeah, and your body adjusts to it. Yeah, because I hate I hate getting out of a warm shower to the cold, frigid winter air. And that's the one benefit of it. And, you know, it takes if you can just tell yourself that it'll be like one minute max before your body starts getting used to that cold. It yeah. can push you can push through. You can do it. I've also noticed if there's been a few days, I don't want to go for a walk when I wake up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. But forcing myself to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like puts me, oh, it, it puts me in a zone of like discipline for mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. because like, I've, I've started my day with discipline. And so like, it's easier with that momentum to keep it going. Right. I don't on. know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's, I mean, I'm a big believer in that momentum idea, get going and it's a little easier to do the next thing after that and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have recently, yeah, man. no, sorry. I, I recently no, got, you go back in along with the cold showers there's that there's a dude named Wim Hof and he's got that breathing technique that you yeah, can do Yeah yeah I've heard of him yeah And I recently started doing it again and the other night kind of on a whim I went out I went out to <laughs> <laughs> I went out to my my roof there's a spot where I can sit up on my roof and kind of at nice. sunset it was around like it was a little later than 6 and I did the breathing and it's called Tumo breathing it's like a circle breathing where it's, you, you take a full inhale as soon as you've got the full inhale you exhale and as soon as you're fully exhaled you go back in um and mm-hmm. you kind of start feeling tingly and then you hold at the end of 30 of those you breathe all the way out and you hold it for as long as you can and i did like five rounds of it most people do like three and i just kept going and i was listening to the new j cole album and for for yeah. like 10 seconds during the fifth round i truly felt it felt like i was getting high at first and then i was like totally separated from my body and then for a split second i thought i was gonna pass out and then i came back and then i came back around and i was good what it you know felt, what i'll tell you if there's one place not to pass out it is a roof that, that's what i was worried about but i was it was a flat surface but i tr- i felt like it, I felt really good, like truly like that onset of getting high. And it was so, mm. and my body was like all tingly and that the J. Cole album was just pumping through my brain and it, everything felt perfect. I haven't perfect. listened to that yet. I haven't listened to that yet. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Are you a fan of him? Uh, I know that a lot of people are, so I should okay. at least give it a shot, you know? Like, and it, it just came out, right? Yep. And it was a big deal that it came out. Yep. Everyone's really excited about it. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I really, I've liked him since high school and it's a really really good album yeah give it cool. a shot but uh man, what else has been good about your week man dude just that's i mean that's about it i uh i'm in the middle of a, a possible job change oh hell yeah man um yeah i had an interview on monday got the job don't know if i'm gonna take it mm. uh 
it's similar money to what I'm making now. So that's not like a factor where you're like, it's more hours, which is nice, I guess, but it's weekends off. Cause I don't, I don't, I work all weekends every weekend, right. You know, Thursday through Sunday. And now the world's coming back and that's in the way, you know? And then if I, if I take a weekend off, that's a fourth of my, cause my work week is just kind of shifted from everybody else's, you know? Sure. So if I take a weekend off to do something with people that I love, that's like a fourth of my monthly income, which I can't afford, obviously. Ah, okay. So yeah, switching that job so might be a great thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. Um, pretty. It's just a warehouse job, just so I can like stack some cash and, um, you know, for whatever's next. I, I tend to do that. Like I, I'll work kind of shit jobs for a while, but it's to like pull back the slingshot for financially sure, for so sure. I can like invest in myself and what I want to do. Um, now that daddy Biden isn't paying the bills anymore. Right. Uh, but yeah, it, I don't know yet. I, I feel kind of guilt. You ever felt guilty leaving a job? Yeah. All the time. Even when I hate the jobs, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I should just send the email like right now. Yeah. You should do it on air. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I, that, not ready I for feel that. Pressured. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Okay, okay. All right. Backpedal, backpedal. No, dude. Yeah. I, even with jobs, even when I hate my bosses and the job, I still feel guilty. And, and I that. actually like my bosses. I really like my bosses and I just really don't like, I hate the job now. It's so busy all the time. It's not like a chill coffee shop job. Like it was now that it's so popular. It's like you open the door to a line of 12 people sometimes waiting oh, to get into the okay. business. And okay. so it's like that kind of like stress and it's so, so fast. It's so fast. Yeah. You're constantly putting out fires. It's so, it's such a small space. So like, there's you, there's no room to like operate either so it's just like concentrated busy fast so mm-hmm. I, i'm really grown tired of it i just think i need a, a new thing and the new the new job is really chill it's a warehouse job i'm just sorting books for the library Ooh, system that sounds really nice yeah dude i just realized that i've got six days left in this house and i need to move everything out i it really it really came yeah because you were late you were late today which is fine I, you you probably got you were concentrating on it and i called you but I wasn't calling you to be like, hey, fuckhead. I was calling you to be like, are you okay? Yeah. And for you're sure. like, oh, I got sidetracked packing. But packing your life is a weird thing to do. Yeah. It really sucks you in quick because you start, I, you know us, like nostalgic as fuck. Yeah. I, you're I, like, oh, here's that here's that receipt from that dinner with that person. Yep, you know, exactly. you start, and it's like the most minuscule things that have yeah. been garbage for, they've been garbage for the last year, but now they mean something. Yeah. And that's really funny because I'll like have, not anymore, but you could look at like trophies or like meaningful things or like a diploma. And I don't give a fuck about those things. And I'll see like a note on the inside of a bubble gum wrapper. And, yeah. and that's what gets me, man. I had a, uh, one of my old classmates made me a bookmark with a quote from a poem that reminded her of me. And that was mm. probably the most meaningful. It's so I've thoughtful. Ever gotten. Yeah. It's so thoughtful. Yeah, so that see, I I have a little different because I I still live in the town where I grew up, so a lot of that nostalgic yeah. stuff I didn't really bring with me. I left at my parents' house. Like uh, I have a I have a whole I have this huge box in my closet where I grew up. Yeah, of things from like, like you know, like in daycare you'd make like presents for your parents, like oh. little wood sleds out of popsicle yeah. stick. Like I have a box full of that stuff that my oh. parents just kind of accumulated over the years. So I don't like. 
I haven't been through that in a long time. Actually, I should. That's a. <laughs> I'm stuck in content mode right now. Yeah. Um, I have been for a while. Mm. So every everything I, I I interpret as like possible content. Mm-hmm. Not a bad not a bad content series though called Nostalgia Trip, where I just take something out of the box every week and I talk about it. I think people would love that. I think that would be yeah. like a, the whole like little things. Like mm-hmm. I have a um a driving a drive a fake driver's license from like second grade for the reading rally, which was a month long. Um, re- and it has like my likes and dislikes and how fast my car goes and stuff like that. That's awesome, dude! Oh my god! Yeah, man. And was- you you start to realize like, is your life the things you accumulate or or the stories you have with people? Which brings me to the next point. You just watched Big Fish. I did, man. After, a, do you want to tell them about your? The three 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 moment, or yeah, we might as well go into that. I was watching. I've been talking. I've been telling wannabe. I've been giving wannabe movie suggestions. Yeah, and uh, I told him to watch Big Fish. I highly recommend. It's like my soul in a movie. And he paused the movie at one point. Oh, you can go into it if you'd like. Yeah, that's not my story to tell. When the movie starts, you're introduced to the main character as a kid. And then, or one of the main characters as a kid in their childhood, and they go see this witch, and we were trying to figure out who the actress was. So I randomly, I was like, oh, wait, who's going to be in this movie? I Google the cast, and I'm not even looking up at the screen, I hit pause. And we figure out who the actress was, and we look back up at the screen, and it's pause exactly at 3.33. Now, I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but that number... Yeah, but for you listeners, that is a spirit guide number. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it a bunch on the podcast. Uh, Wannabe believes that I am a spirit guide. I am not yet convinced. But this number keeps showing up in relation to me for this uh, this young man here. So Yeah, and it was after you had said multiple times, like, is your soul in a movie? And it was just a bit weird. So I called you. But yeah, let's talk about the actual movie. I also watched the movie. You did. You watched night. it again last night? It, yes. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, I, I probably that. watch it four or five times a year. Okay. I cry every time. Okay. Yeah. What did you think? So I was thinking based on what you described it as that you'd get to see the stories from the boy's perspective. Essentially, there's a father who over-exaggerates these stories and the son is upset by it because the son feels like the father just tells these stories to over-exaggerate his life and he's trying to make meaning meaning out of like not really doing anything with his life um and i thought we were going to get to see what actually happened and i didn't realize Mm. the stories are so exaggerated that they could never be true and it's kind of like you i was hoping that the stories would be more on the on the line of possibly being true so you never really know but by sure. the end of the story, or by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, no, the dad was completely bullshitting all of this. And so you didn't like it? I was, I, at, at certain points, I was just kind of like, how can you side with the father when the stories are so nonsense? But I, and then at the end, you see that he was trying to compensate for the shortcomings. And then you get this whole, this philosophical questioning of, is your life the stories that you just tell about it? You know, yeah. you become well, the story. And, and at the funeral scene at the end, you see all those characters right. come back from the stories. Yes, and they are like, right. they are like slightly less exaggerated versions. Like there was the right. two-headed woman and then you just right. find out they were like identical twins. 
you know? Yep. Yep. Uh, Con- so I relate to the father in that story. That's mm-hmm. where I, so it's weird. I told my dad to watch it once because, um, ready to hear some daddy shit. Um, he always complains about his dad mm-hmm. in like my grandpa in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I relate a lot to my grandpa. Uh, my grand, like my dad always talks about how bad my grandpa was at home, like how awful he was um, to his family, whatever, the, so on and so forth. Right. Alcoholic. But then when we went to my grandpa's funeral, a lot of people there spoke very highly. People I had never met in my life were like, we love this guy. This guy always helped us out. He helped our family at a, in a trying time. Like he gave, he gave me work when no one else would. A lot of these stories, and it, it makes me wonder like, oh, I, I only saw my grandpa through my dad's eyes, not through mm-hmm. like the world's eyes. And it's kind of true. Like you kind of treat your family the worst because they're never going to go away most of the time. Yeah. Like you kind yep. of are your true self with your family. Yeah. Um, so in the, if, if you, I showed my dad that movie because I was like, he would relate to the son in that movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas I relate to the grandfather because I love telling stories mm-hmm. and I feel like, I don't exaggerate them to that extent where it's like magical, but I know how to tell a good story and what stories need to be entertaining. Yeah. Like you need a hook, you need a, you need an emotional through line. You need all these things. And yeah. Um, even better when you can put an object in there that people can relate to. So like, I really love the movie is like my soul in a movie. Cause I, I think magic, this is going to sound dumb uh, and more like a Disney thing, but I think like real magic is happening all the time. You know, like it's, it, it doesn't, the re, real powerful magic is when you, you can see how it's done and still think it's magical. And like life mm-hmm. is a magical thing. Mm-hmm. The people around us, the connections we make, the moments we get to experience is, is like out of a movie, but we get to experience it in real life. Mm-hmm. And that it's like that. That's why I love that movie. Cause it kind of paints life like a fantasy, which is how I yeah. like to live life like a movie. And it's how you might as well live your life. And I'm, yeah, I, why not? I do really enjoy the overall message. I, I've been going back in my head all morning of is it better to exaggerate or not? Because in a way, yeah. we all kind of are because memories are fallible and we don't, we can't really remember things exactly like they happened. However, should yep. we strive to? I don't know. That's, that's the question. I don't, I don't know. I think it might be part of uh, it, it may be a lizard brain thing that we don't remember things exactly as they are. Yeah. And so it's like, it might be an instinct thing. Do we all just kind of get to, I mean, and there's always going to be perspective that, you know, there's always, no matter how, no matter like what stories you're going to tell, it's going to be different from person to person. I, well, and I'll, I'll give you a great example of that. Um, my uncle, uh, paints pictures and Mm. he gives really good gifts Mm. um my dad's brother and a couple christmases ago he gave my dad a painted picture of his grandparents farm one of their favorite places to go is nice um however my uncle painted it from his perspective where he would always swing on the swing and look out over the the yard and the house Mm. but my dad swung on the swing the other direction whoa So, so my dad when my uncle gave my dad that picture, my dad started crying because it was a very, it's a very nice, thoughtful gift. But they got into this conversation about how 
how they perceived their grandma's house was different because of the way they, the physical way they swung yeah. on the swing. Yeah. You know, like their memories of that location are different because of where, where they, what they spent time seeing. Wow. And they're very different people as, as well. <laughs> right. Oh, that's incredible. It's just, it's just funny how like the, the way you are and the way you live your life, you're experiencing a completely different reality in some ways. Yeah. Just, oh, I love that so much, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was recently back home with some friends. My buddy graduated college. We met up with them and got into the night. We were drinking around a fire, and there were probably 10 of us. And um, Yeah, those are good nights, man. Those are fantastic. How old are you again? 24? I'm 24, yeah. 24. That's a good time. We're like people are still kind of who they were in high school. So you can kind of, you like talk about the old days. Yeah, you, you know? can. Yeah. It's like, it's really fun to go to the old days and then, <laughs> and then come back and catch up with what's going on in the, in the new days, but <laughs> the yeah. new days, the current days, the interesting thing was at one point in the night, my buddy told a story that he's told a few times and I laugh every time. And one of the girls that was with us was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I've heard that story a few times. And I thought about that a lot, that storytelling, the act of storytelling and kind of being it can it can be it can be really narcissistic and selfish in the way that some people have to sit through these stories over and over again and not want to hear them. And a lot of people tell these stories and they don't even remember who's heard them and who hasn't. Yeah. And I think that that um, uh, it's like that line between being a selfish thing and being like a fun thing that you share with people. I, I was just thinking about that a lot and like the way I tell stories, but this movie made me think about it very differently. And that's really cool. Yeah. But you have to think too, like when you've heard someone tell a story a thousand times, it's a gift you're giving them to allow them to tell that story to other people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because, because there's a, there's a thing where it's like, someone who's telling a story that's the way they experience that memory yeah and so you're giving them the space to to experience it once again you know in a in a similar way and that's that's a gift you can give somebody to just be like this is their this is their story you know like and let them do it instead of going like oh you've said this before yeah because it's just like that it's like a love thing you're just like yep i've heard this story especially when it's your close friends and you're like here we go. We're talking about the the pennies on the train again. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I think my thing personally is like I don't mind hearing stories over and over and over as long as they don't change. That's my thing is when people will fabricate stories in different ways and different times. If we had, did you have any friends growing up that just lied a lot because they were like insecure? Yeah, I was that friend. Okay. A big problem <laughs> um. It it just comes from I never thought I was good enough, so I would lie and I would lie about things. Uh, it's it's something I actively have to work against. Okay. Like okay. I have to work against lying. Yeah. Um, because I will lie for no reason. Okay. Like, my brother will be like, "Hey, what'd you have for dinner last night?" I'll be like, "Burgers," <laughs> and I had tacos. I will lie for no reason. There's no reason not. I don't know why. Okay. Like it's something I have to actively like trigger yeah. and be like, "Stop it! Tell yeah. the truth." Yeah. That's interesting, man. I think that that shows some deep-rooted or i was thought about it as like a deep-rooted insecurity thing and it's a way to control because remember when we worked we worked with the compulsive liar she was our boss yeah and she's still my friend yeah she's a good friend and um i did enjoy talking to her a lot but it was like why are you lying about mundane things like why are you lying about things and there's that- a lot of people like that there's some yeah. people who were like 
like I've had it where like in a group of friends, we had a friend who was just like a compulsive liar and we all knew it and we all just accepted it. And so we just kind of learned to just take everything he said with a grain of salt, hmm. you know? Yeah. I, and there are people out there too, who can, who like more confrontational people who will just call those people out. You're like, no, that's bullshit. And for me, I can't do that. So I will be like, Oh, are you sure that it happened? Like or that? I, I go, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. It's such a weird phenomenon. Uh, but yeah, we had, I had a friend who around middle school started lying a lot, lying about like doing things with girls and stuff like that. And then yeah, it became, yeah. and then it became, all right, now I have to listen to this kid tell a 30 minute story that's completely fabricated that he yeah and like alien show and like it gets weirder and weirder yeah it was it got to a point where he described getting physical with a girl that he just never would have been able to get like never would have paid any attention to him and he was guy dude so much pain in this story it was so sad and he went on and on and he just started he just started describing her boobs and like talking about how there was a mole on her left jesus it was so sad dude because you knew and the totally more in detail up. you get, the creepier it gets. You're like, what is going on, dude? It's like, okay, man, you've you you stayed up all night thinking about this story, and 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 now you're taking up 30 minutes of my time. And then so at that point, yeah. it was like, all right, man, I I can't be friends with you anymore. Like this is getting this is getting exhausting. Trying to entertain this thing for 30 minutes that's that's work for me. So yeah, it's it is a th- it's an yeah, but you can't thing. you can't like if you were to call him out, it would, it would dissolve his entire reality. Yeah. It would just make it awkward and it would make it really bad for every, for everyone involved. Right. It would be awful. Yeah. And so eventually it got to the point where I literally just had to stop being around him. Yeah. But then it's you like, do. you gotta, you gotta draw that boundary, dude. Yeah. But then there's like my, the stories like my dad tells from growing up on the farm. And like, I'm sure there's a few times where he maybe like over exaggerates how much, how hard they were working. Right. And that, yeah, yeah. those are awesome because it makes, it makes our family lineage feel cooler, you know, because it was probably just. So you're them. saying lying is okay if it's your dad? I think small fibs are very different than like the fabricated stories where your life is a lie. Yeah, but those fabricated stories started as small fibs, don't you understand? Sure. No, absolutely. I, I, just wanna, I keep going back and forth like, is it okay to be a storyteller? Is it good to be a storyteller? And it's like, I think in some instances when you're not stretching too much, there is a great, like, it, it can create, it can create purpose in areas where it's it, how I live my life. Absolutely. And like, yeah, we, I'm just always trying to tell the story, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And I've got a lot of stories to tell every time. Every time a story comes up, I'm like, I can't believe I have a fully flushed out story. For this. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how it was with my buddy and his story around the fire. And I, yeah, it's just for maybe, and maybe it's who you're listening to. It makes a difference too, because he was telling the story about being in high school and him, him, him telling the story so well brought me back to high school and like what I was thinking yeah. like back then, you know, and it was pretty cool. But the other girl was like, all right, all right. I think I've heard this story a few times. <laughs> she wasn't into yeah, it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, but like, <laughs> Sorry, you keep going. No, that's it. It just—it's always that back and forth, and I think that that's really fun to think about. Well, an auditory story, like 
storytelling around a fire or or anything is connects us to something so deeply human mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we, we've been doing that for thousands of generations yeah thousands absolutely. upon thousands of generations yeah and so i i mean that's what's so interesting about podcasts is it's just the next evolution of of like the original form of entertainment right and and then you know you see all these stories through the years that have that's how that's how things like religion happen right you no, know absolutely. and it's, it's through those it's through those little lies to make the story more interesting that a guy ends up resurrecting and, and floating to heaven. Right. That's how it works. Um, sorry to dunk on the Christians real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, just, um, Greek mythology the same way. and Same way, dude. It's because they want, you know, something all powerful must, must be, you know, shocking. Yeah. That's a Zeus pun. Hey, nice. It's like, so you're telling hey. me that this woman had snakes for hair are you sure you just didn't really get along with her yeah and if you looked at her you'd turn to stone literal stone was she just how does the guy how do people find out about that without being turned to stone right like the first it happens to the first guy you can't talk when he's a statue right right yeah no it's uh also wouldn't she still be around yeah Turning people to stone. Where is Medusa today, man? Maybe she is still around. Dude, that's the like, t- that's the title right there. Where is Medusa today? Where is Medu- what's she up title. to today? Yeah, and um, um, Greek mythology is super fun too because the messages. And when you do exaggerate, the messages become so much more available. You need those because yeah. life doesn't happen in a way where messages are obvious, but those stories can be, and they can give you a little hint on how to react when you find yourself in a similar situation. I would actually argue that life, if you're observant, life gives you lessons. I, yeah. Or, but maybe you have to put it together and you still yeah. have to put it together. Maybe that's your, the way my brain thinks. Yeah. Maybe that's the way my brain thinks. Yeah. But no, I do agree. I do agree. And we're just watching I'll tell you, things happen. I'll to tell people. you what. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, one time I was at a park, my band was about to play a show outside. Worst day. Um, and I was sitting on a bench, heartbroken over a girl who wouldn't choose me. Right. Aww. I'm watching, uh, you know, I'm I'm watching these wildflowers dance in the wind, and a bee comes along, and a bee sits on a flower and doesn't drink the nectar. Flies to the next flower, doesn't drink the nectar. Flies to the next flower, and I realized at that time, I'm still worthy and good as a flower it's just the bee the bee that i want it doesn't necessarily want me and that's okay but it doesn't Uh, mean i'm that i'm unworthy of love from a different bee and um i think if you pay close attention the the universe life wants to work out yeah It, it it takes the path of least resistance and i think if you if you just take your head out of your butt and stop and smell the roses, you can learn a lot of lessons from just everything around you. But yeah. you have to put in the effort to, to look for it. I agree with that completely. A lot of people just get into a zone of focusing too much on one thing and they become blinded to messages that are right in front of their face. And um, yeah. And on the opposite Because life side, is inherently fractal. Right. Everything's kind of the same. It's the Fibonacci sequence. It's everything. Yeah. It's, it follows, it follows rules, mm-hmm. you know? And we think we think we're so smart as humans we forget how dumb we are 
and how much like animals we are because we are animals. For example, on my walk yesterday, I'm walking across a bridge over the river. Uh, a man runs up behind me and yells at me while he runs past me. We're heading for socialism. He yells it. Oh my so, god! So like, I'm, it scared the shit out of me. And I'm like, what kind of vibe am I putting off that he he needs to yell this at me? And then there's like, you know, I walk the bike path, so there's 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 probably somebody every 50, 60 feet. Yeah. And I see him. The next guy, same thing. We're heading for socialism. Next person, same thing. So I'm like, this guy just runs around and yells this at everybody. And then I hear geese in the river honking incessantly, and I'm like, oh. He's the same. He's doing the same thing. Yeah. He's doing the same thing as the goose. Yeah. And it's like we're not. You hear all these birds cock, and you're like, oh, that's just bullshit. And it's like we're most of what we spew is bullshit. Yeah. As people, we're you know, just, uh, we're just cawing about, and the birds we're cawing about things. They have a much more. They have much more purpose behind their cause. We just probably don't have it down yet. We just don't know. I mean, some people probably know. It's not you and me. Well, the 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 burden of higher thinking is is feeling like our thoughts have value the burden that was good the burden yeah i mean that's like the that's like the burden of consciousness oh because we were talking about because we were talking about uh, birds yeah i don't know if birds are conscious i think they just know they want to fly fucking eat no but you said burden and i like oh that was like a real it was you just laying the puns down today. But yeah, dude, I know what you're saying, man. And I think, but I, I know the birds communicate to like signal mates and like signal each other to change uh, location. And I think and we're doing the same thing. Yeah. But sometimes we just we're, get drunk and babble. And that's one thing birds don't do. Uh, I think birds do get drunk. I bet they eat some <laughs> sweet berries and get them fucked. Animals like to get fucked. There's like many reports of like, there's like a leopard in the jungle, like rainforest that will like eat a certain, like eat fermented fruit, yeah. like a certain fruit that like lays on the jungle floor for a while. And it like trips out. It like, will just lay down and trip out in the jungle. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing. Dude, dude brains want to ex- like the more intelligent, the brain, the more it wants to experience an alternative form of consciousness away yeah. from itself. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, that's science, baby. And that's a really interesting phenomenon. Mm. All right. You know what time it is? What time is it, man? Word of the day. Hell yeah. Word of the day is brought to us by Webster's Interdimensional Dictionary. Checking in, we're still here. This is a long bit. Uh, and it's, I'll be honest, this one's a bit serendipitous. I and I pulled this up before, before we started the podcast. You ready? Yeah, rictus, R I C T U S, rictus. Definition, the gape of a bird's mouth. No way. I know. The gape I know. of a bird's mouth. Okay, cool. All this bird talk, dude. Who would have thought? It's all connected, uh, man. It. That's what I'm telling you, dude. This is weird. This is what I'm saying. It's all connected. Uh, 
the game. And here we go. Here. What? Yeah, go ahead. I want to hear it in a sentence. You could make a strong case that the current face of the Mariners franchise, generically speaking, is frozen in a rictus of frustration. Just a second. Do we miss a definition? A gaping grin or grimace. Ah, uh, a gaping grim or grim. Frozen in a rict, uh, frozen in a rictus of frustration. So that means like, is that like a grit, grit teeth frustration? Must be. That's kind of what that means. Perhaps one day soon a savior will emerge and lead the Mariners to unachieve. Oh, it's a sports team. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was like marine, like uh, ships. Yeah. But yeah, I was, yeah. I was like franchise. I thought they were talking about a like a ship business. Right. I am so. Not into sports. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. See, I believe it's the Seattle Mariners, the baseball team for Seattle. Yep, yep. Fuck that. Uh, to to Jim Carrey fans, it's fun to watch him return to sketch comedy. The medium that offered his big break back in the early 90s turned that rubber face into a rictus and wiggle his glued-on eyebrows. Gotcha. So it's kind of the gape of a mouth in general. So it's the, So it's the shape of a mouth as well as the gape of a bird's mouth, yeah shape of a mouth rictus rictus oh i like it all right all right cool yeah. man well yeah. it's a cool one yeah i hope uh one of us runs into medusa sometime this week or someone who looks like medusa when do you move the 20 well the 25th i move out of this current place and i did not yeah, realize that, that like homeless week thing yep i did not realize that today was the 19th um yeah. until a few moments ago which uh, did mm. not give me a lot of time to move out all my things. And then you, and then you had to do this podcast. I had to do this damn podcast. And yep, then yep, yep. I will have from the, I will be in Eau Claire from June from May 25th to June 4th with no permanent place of lodging. Yeah, what how have they not figured that out yet? I don't know. It's got to happen every year and in my circumstance it's called Homeless Week, which yep. it seems like that would be a red flag. Yep. You'd think someone uh, would get on to, that. Yeah. Because <laughs> every year, I I mean, not so much that I'm older now and people have like more permanent residences. They're staying places for more years at a time. Um, but like when I was in my early 20s, a lot of friends experienced that stress of like, where am I going to move everything I own yeah. for the next no, week, exactly, eight dude. days? Yeah. When I real quick story when I when it first happened to me after my sophomore year, um, I had just gotten my appendix taken out after that incident. Yeah, I I remember that. Yeah, so I wasn't. We were working together at the time. Yeah, dude, and so I had very low mobility, and I couldn't really help my friends move out. I did what I could. I wasn't supposed to like lift anything more than you know twenty pounds or whatever for a few days. And, um, I had no money and I had to live in, I had, everything was in my car. So my car was filled up with shit and I had to live with my friend in a sleeping bag that was uh, too small for me. I was living in her house, but I had like this little room and all I had was a sleeping bag, the autobiography of Brian Cranston and like, you know, 20 milliliters of CBD. I had a little tincture (laughs) of CBD oil. And that's what I did. I went home and did CBD and red and I had very little food and it was terrible. And then I would get in my car and yeah. go to our shitty place of business. And I drive and my car was filled up with my, all my shit. And I, and wow. I, my stomach was, you know, open. I had stitches and it was yeah, in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was terrible. It was awful. 
but Charlotte's Web CBD, charlottesweb.com slash fresco, 20% off your first order. Oh, shit. I'll check uh, it out. It'll get you through anything. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go get some of that shit right now, actually, some CBD. Yeah, I just ordered weed for the summer, so I'm pretty stoked. Oh, hell yeah, I'm man. Gonna good for you. Weed, I'm going to become a weed boy again. Well, I like the edibles. Yeah, good for you. I think that that um, will be a fun way to spend your summer. Well, I ordered a lot because I wanted to, you know, maybe indulge you know, yeah. once a week, Yeah. you know, for the, and I, uh, my, <laughs> we don't need to go into it. We, we don't want to get anyone in trouble here, but Hey, are you going to come? Yeah. Yeah. Will you come visit me in Colorado this summer? Yeah, baby. I would love to. I, I got weekends off. All right. I'll see you in July. All right, baby. <laughs> Have a great, you know what? Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Good luck. Peace.